This is WMPG 90.9 Southern Maine Community Radio from USM. In the Pocket, a talk show that showcases Mainers who are people of color. Each episode represents a member of the Maine community from art, culture, and business, the earth, wind, and fire of life. Embracing and exploring the Black diaspora and descendants of American slavery through conversation is the foundational concept of In the Pocket. The overall mission of In the Pocket is to create conversational space for all people of color that is documented and celebrated through sharing of life experiences. If you like what you're hearing and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In the Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In the Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show. Thank you listeners for tuning in to In the Pocket. I'm your host, Flo Edwards, and this is our last session of Nicole Wakime's interview. This is part two. And if you didn't catch part one, it's on our website. So feel free to look into that. Um, It's on Captivate and you can find it where you listen to any uh, podcast. I remember going to the Bowdoin house and um, I was a little early um, and... I was waiting a little bit and I had a chance to meet some people who were staying at the farm then. And I mean, it's so big, you know, over a hundred acres, I might as well just call it a farm. Um, they were growing food and there were chickens there. Um, and I had a nice little tour of the facilities after our interview. And she was just, Nicole was just really gracious. And it was a very nice opportunity to, I personally haven't seen anything like that. Uh, A house basically in the middle of nowhere that was a retreat or a vacation or even permanent residency for anybody who is interested in having a communal experience among people of color. And I say people of color because um, I did see, I can't remember their names, um, but there were um, white individuals who were staying there, who were definitely helping um, improve the land there and the buildings there. And I really felt like a moment where I was having history in the making and being in that presence. Um, and I've realized, especially for black people or descendants of slavery, as I am American slavery, that for us, we really are making history by living our lives to the fullest. If you have a dream, if you have a vision, when you should act on it and manifest it. And sometimes people think manifesting is just talk. 
no, do the work. Um, as Brittany would say, you gotta work. Beep. So, yeah, do the work. And this person, Nicole, was doing that work. Um, and so this segment, she really talks about um, works that she had in progress as well. Um, until I was re-listening to it, I had not remembered <laughs> that she was in the process of working on a memoir and maybe some people in her life didn't know that either. So I really hope that this last shared recording um, touches people, that it reminds them of her spirit and that it will always be with them and it will always be on the planet. Um, so, and hopefully when we do our activities, we can pull inspiration and guidance and knowledge from the heavens. Like, and when I say that, I feel like people who have been on this earth, their spirit is always here. I'm constantly being guided by, um, my father who had passed in 2010 so I hope that other people are able to find some comfort in knowing that nothing is created nor destroyed so enjoy this session with Nicole Makime and services memorial will be happening um, this Friday First on State Street, um, I'm pretty sure it'll be pretty obvious, 1 p.m., which church that it is. I think it would be a great attendance there. Um, and to everyone, uh, my condolences. All right, so we're here with Nicole. Do you mind saying your full name? My full name is Nicole Chioma Antoinette Mokeme. And um, my handle is Nicole Antoinette03 on Instagram or Nicole Antoinette on Facebook. Great, yeah. nice. And I think we did talk about future projects. Okay. Just making sure. Well, I can talk about the right now. Um, we are we're um, starting a fundraiser. We're we're really working on the house to really get the house ready for winter. It's an old building. Um, it's from 1767. And beautiful. Um, yeah, they really have done a great job um, maintaining it. It's a sturdy space. Um, but you know, like anything, it's just it needs some updating over time. And so. Just to make the house more comfortable over winter, we're going to be starting a fundraiser for that soon. So if you're following Rise and Shine Youth Retreat, folks can hear about that. Um, and that's the first stage of where we are. Um, it's just making sure that the house is comfortable. And, you know, a lot of folks are coming up to, to retreat or just to get away. And especially with, like, the pandemic, we've had co folks come up who, like, left their apartment buildings where there were, like, signs of, like, people here have COVID. So people have, like, left their buildings to, like, come here and stay for a while or like stay here temporarily um, and then other folks are just having you know different conversations of how they're moving about and how folks quarantine and you know sometimes just needing space and coming up here and just hanging out outside um, and just because like you know 
it's, you know, folks are starting to learn more about the house. We need more room so that the residents that live here are comfortable. And so we're going to be expanding and doing some lodging and um, restrooms over in the barn. So that's our next stage after the house. So that's, awesome. that feels big and exciting to yeah. be able to sleep more folks here and have different kinds of groups to come out. That's great. Yeah. yeah. It sounds very exciting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> awesome. Um, and who would you recommend me following up for an interview with? Mm. Yeah. Um, I would say Desiree Lester. Okay. Um, Renee Goddess Johnson. Um, Lala Drew. What's Desiree's art form? If you don't um, mind me asking. Desiree does a little bit of everything as well. <laughs> okay. So yeah, she does. Um, she does like some dance, and then um, I she's got like some different collages and like vision board type things that she makes. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's really like just someone who like works together with people like she's someone who like shows up and does pop-ups and um she's really good at um like designing a space like space setup and mm. things like that too great yeah no. yeah I, I see her as a curator of mm -hmm. art so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah good awesome um who else Baladro, uh dante speaks um derek jackson Who else? I mean, that's that's a lot yeah. right I'd there. Say that's yeah. a start. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely yeah. a start. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, thank you. Thank Great. you. Oh, we just got thirty minutes. Let's. Oh, really? Let's find something else oh, to talk about. Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. That felt a little longer, but clearly mm, not. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Mm. So, in any of your art, do you do any writing? I do. Oh, okay. We didn't talk writing. about writing. Yeah. yeah. So Besides I, grant writing, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I am working on a book. It's called Just Cause I'm a Woman Don't Mean I Love to Cook. Mm -hmm. And it is, um, it's, it's a memoir, like, illustrated through short stories and poetry. Yeah. Nice. And, um... It just kind of like, yeah, shares the story of my life. It shares the stories of black love, parenthood, co-parenting, um, spirituality, domestic violence, and, um, um, and identity. I talk a little bit about my identity and just like growing up African-American and my father being Nigerian and um, how that was like kind of a hidden thing for me for a long time. And, um, you know, go through the process of reconnecting with my father as an adult and, like, really reconnecting to um, my lineage. Yeah. Right on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such a nice opportunity. I feel like being a descendant of American slaves myself, mm. like, I don't have any lineage to Africa, like, yeah. at all. Like, I have an idea, like, I did a DNA test, but yeah. here you are, you're able to, like actually tap back in that's awesome totally so, so yeah. i'm like trying to take advantage of that little by little like when i first moved here i moved with my dad who is also an artist and like an artist um art curator and um he had the museum of african culture that was in portland for about 15 years so he had a bunch of different I never pieces. went oh yeah my goodness, I feel terrible. around now now he's got his pieces in different museums okay. around um and yeah so he does like ceremonies um like new moon ceremonies where he works with fire and spirituality and folks come together and he also works with like um african mass and you know 
verse with the spirits of the mass and those things like that. And so there's a lot of like, you know, deeper medicinal work that I am interested in, which is like, feels like that's another part that's like being called, but also it feels like it's, it's integrated in all that I'm already doing. Yeah. Is that going to be in the short stories and the, the collection? Is it a collection yeah. of short stories? Or yeah, it's a collection of short stories and poems. poems. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'll be talking about that and um, yeah, and everything else that I mentioned. I can try to find a poem and read it if that yeah. feels good. Okay. I'll, I'll pause for that. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll just keep it recording. Okay. You might want to pause so I can okay. find it. <laughs> okay. So I have two poems that I'll share. They're both pretty short. Um, This one is called Because I Said So. Because I Said So is the silliest response. Thousands and thousands of time you had the opportunity to educate me but instead you fed me make-believe because you were uncomfortable. I get it. Neither did you receive the gift of truth. Children ask questions because they're seeking understanding. Nah. Everything can't be Googled. It's okay to say, I don't know. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Right to the point. Um, I like to close my eyes when I hear people read poetry. It mm-hmm. just seems, I don't know, I want to visualize it. Yeah. Yeah, and I can see just like my sister and I arguing about something. Not <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. real. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Alright, the next one is called a wildfire. Difficult to extinguish, once ignited, she was a wildfire in the perfect storm, skipping through the breath of magic, reciprocating the abundance of life, with a pure heart and joy upon joy, everybody thought she had it figured out. She just had mad coping skills. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I think what I got from that, it reminded me a little bit of uh, My Angel has this poem where it's about this woman who, like, she, everybody wants to be her or wants to have sex with her. Mm, and mm-hmm. I, but I'm just paraphrasing. But Phenomenal you know, woman. Phenomenal woman. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It made me think of that a little. That's oh, cool. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Thank you. Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. I love um, Maya Angelou. I have a saying, Maya Angelou saves me because she she did. She has a big part in like a lot of my transformation. I would just like listen to her and like listen to all, like watch all her interviews and things like that. It's really helpful for me. Did you watch any like Poetic Justice? Because she was in that. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean, I was watching Poetic Justice anyway. Yeah, uh, she has passed. Am I correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. And Doesn't I cried like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't seem real. Mm. Um, I'm not even sure what year it was. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, it, still... was a full, it was like maybe four years ago or something like that. Four or five years ago. Yeah. Mm. Um, I saw her in some interview that Chris Rock was doing, and it might have been it might have been his good hair. Mm. Um, documentary yeah right and yeah like you just see like the reverence that he had for her and that was real very sweet yeah and he made this comment about when you were alive she's like i'm still living (laughs) 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 i love her saying um nothing human is alien to me 
and that kind of like brings me back to like me being in the space of like this is my process this is where I am and also like just uh thinking about all the horrible things that happen in the world and knowing that like <clears throat> we do have the capacity to be that evil and to like do those things you know what I mean it's just mm -hmm. like that re I don't know I just think that her saying that is just makes me think about that like the evil parts the bad parts that we see like on the outside but like we do have that capacity to do the same thing in your retreats do you bring up like is there a historical aspect where you're just educating about other artists mm. and not just about how to make art mm. um not really educating about other artists but i do um give an opportunity for students to or participants to um share their own thing so sometimes um youth will i'll talk to youth before the retreat happens so we'll start some planning prior to the retreat and um some youth are stipend to share their own workshop so we had oh another person you could talk to is zamzam elmoj she is um a film director lewiston student i believe she's in high school there or maybe she just graduated super young but wow. yes yes and she's so fire <laughs> fire fire i love her um but yeah, the last retreat that we did here at the Bowdoin House, she came and she um, facilitated a workshop on identity. And so we all kind of talked about our different blackness, which I thought, which I just really appreciated. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I do leave room for folks to um, share in that way. We also had like another youth, um, a lot of the images that are up on the website, they're all taken um, by youth that are at the retreat. Like we've had some, some who have started like their own business and they do like um, senior portraits and things now. And um, we've had another participant come and like she taught some jewelry making. So I try to like figure out what their art is and like have them bring that in. There was another girl who was a dancer. So some other cool things. That's great. Yeah. Um, I kind of was thinking about multiple things there and mm. I, I thought I had a question and I lost my question. Mm. But you're the film students mm -hmm. and helping people with the businesses. Um, are you help? Was she a part of that as well? Is she doing a, a business? That's a terrible question. Never mind. Scratch that. Uh, that's okay. Well, I, I will kind of like answer a little bit and say okay. that um, the participants that come here and um, facilitate in workshops and share information have um done their they're like doing their own thing now i don't really ever like have a partner but i've like mm -hmm. seen the beginning process of it like starting here and so yeah. yes mm -hmm. i think part of the key to being a successful artist is being able to make some income from it like mm -hmm. you just have to be sustainable yeah mm -hmm. definitely um that was a big part of it and it kind of um we used to do this um leadership training so folks would um like really help design the retreat each year and i would have like youth come in and help design and like someone would be on food and like plan the meals and someone else would like plan the itinerary and mm -hmm. someone else would plan like what was the setup going to be um and then folks would have you know there would be a group that would like facilitate workshops and that really came from like me seeing like what my opportunities were because before i moved here i wasn't really like facilitating workshops and you know working with people or like teaching um, and I just wanted to share that with youth to say like, you know, people always say like, oh, well, 
you'll get experience and you can put this on your resume. But I wanted to stipend them and let them know that like, you know, people should be paying you for your time and your knowledge that you put in to design this. And so, um, yeah, the leadership part and like helping them see ways to make money doing what they enjoy. Right. And like a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah, Mm because if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life, supposedly, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, there's good days and bad days, but yeah, yeah. Overall, you have to weigh the good and the bad, and the good should outweigh the bad. Yeah. So that's great. And if you're doing something you love, Mm -hmm. it's going to outweigh. The good's going to outweigh. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, So I like that you said that you just started, when you started the retreats is when you started to do the workshopping. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's neat. Mm Mm-hmm. And it seems like you would never go back from that. Like, you really found your calling. Oh, yeah. I am so on my path right now. Like, I feel so aligned. Like, I'm just like, mm, this is going to be what I'm doing for the rest of my life. I'm sure it's going to expand and I'll probably travel more, you know, if, mm-hmm. you know, things. When we can travel. That. Right. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, everything that I'm doing now, this, this, this is my life. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when you do have a retreat, would you be interested in having people have an interview session or not? Just curious. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially if they're starting businesses. I feel yes. Like it'd be great for them to put their little stamp out there and let people know that they're here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anything else we didn't touch upon? Um, hmm. Oh, I have a call to action. So my call to action is for the black folks. And this is about the fact that um, the black community is, we are in a state of emergency. Mm. And um, I know that we have a lot of conflict within the communities um, here in Maine. And I know that it's like greater in other places as well. But because we're in Maine, I'm speaking about Maine. Um, There's a lot of uh, conflict and like internal stuff happening as we're trying to organize. And I feel like we watch so much about like the civil rights movement and how things were done and how organizing was done and um, you know, how we were gonna work together to, you know, fight this system. But um, I feel like a lot of information, I mean, I feel like a lot of information that we learned about the civil rights movement was stuff that we had to find and like learn from each other. You know what I mean? Like I know about Audre Lorde because of Samat and like people that were here around me, not that anything was like really brought to me by like my teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like, yeah, we learned about these movements and we learned about these people, but what is not explained is the relationships within that organizing like between the black people that had to work together it's not like oh yay we're all together we're all black we're all going to fight the system no (laughs) it's just like you know we have to really figure out how we're going to work together and we don't all have to work together and be in the same spaces but how do we work together and how do we pull it in so my call to action is just like it's new and i'm sharing it with everyone is just like I am wanting people who want to be held accountable, people who want to do the work, um, people who want to um, mend relationships, who, who, people who want healing, um, and who, who feel that this is urgent. I'm hoping to somehow plan a time for us to come together um, to have facilitated discussions to move some of these conflicts, like move past some of them or to move through some of them. Um, and um 
I reached out to some folks in community and kind of talking about ways to facilitate these conversations and discussions so that we can move in together and like just be stronger together because um, mm. I just feel like we're going to need it. And even more of us, you know, as we're talking about, you know, abolish the police, um, we're going to really need um, a strong community as we, you know, remove that system. We're going to really need to hold on to each other. And so that is my call to action. So people can like stay tuned for that as well. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And you know, uh, black people are so diverse and we don't get that credit for being diverse. Mm -hmm. Like we're just this one little <laughs> type of person mm -hmm. and we're not one type of person. I like how you talk about that because sometimes we are diverse, we're going to have a little bit of conflict. Mm -hmm. And I think because even as people ourselves, we sometimes think that we are all the same. Mm -hmm. And I see in our art that we are not all the same. Right. Like, and that's what I love about people who are creative, um, just showing that mm -hmm. how much layers, how many layers are there. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. And thanks for your call of action. Hopefully yeah. I will stay tuned. I yes. will stay tuned and yes. I will hear more about that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I assume that I would imagine a fire pit, some type of action. I feel like fire is so ritual. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. to play with fire. I'm all about that fire magic. So yeah. we will definitely have some of that. But also just like facilitated one-on-ones you know okay. really giving that time to like work through that conversation i think it's needed like it's it's serious like we have to figure out how it's going to do and we can't just like bombard through it i think we really got to take our time and be gentle with ourselves and be gentle with each other yeah. and yeah and some community fun stuff to you know right. bring some playfulness into it yeah so it sounds like um do you think that we will have a no police in, in Maine or Portland or I know Minneapolis is. Yeah. They're, I was so impressed by that. And I was like, oh, OK, let's, yeah. let's see that happen. That's great. Yeah. yeah. I don't know when, but yeah. I, I trusted. I honestly didn't think I was going to be able to see this day. Like I used to be like I um, I never identified as a as a Christian. I'm free spirit, but I'm very spiritual. And um, I've always been like the spiritual one in my family. Um, but I was practicing Christianity for a while, like just reading and praying and doing that thing. But I wasn't like, I'm a Christian. Um, and uh, I just had this whole like thing, this idea of like we were going to have world peace one day or something like that. Just something had like come over me. You know what I mean? I just think like I was just like getting into it. I was becoming a little bit dogmatic as well, which was like definitely becoming problematic with my friends. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah, I had this whole dream about, like, world peace and all this other stuff. And, you know, just as I was, like, growing and just digging deeper into, like, my myself and my, and my development, it was just, like, I just got really... And I think once, like, the media really started, like, blasting, like, these black bodies being killed everywhere, it's just, like, I really... I'm not going to say I lost like all of my hope but I lost a lot of hope and um I was just like that's never going to happen like how stupid of me to even think we would ever have world peace like no Nicole like it's like peace is very like moment to moment for me you know and so um but just like 
that was heartbreaking for me to like come to terms with that like you're probably not going to see the day where we have world peace you know what i mean where i actually really believed in that for whatever reason well good for um, you for believing in something <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe in something you'll believe in like crap or yeah nothing, you know right. you just fall down so good so so like now that we're talking about like abolish the police like that's good enough that's good for me is that we're even like having that conversation and that like we know about that conversation world worldwide right now yes you know what i mean yeah so that's to me that's a good start because i really feel like the police i think i always think of them as like okay so these are the slave masters trying to capture their slaves again Mm -hmm. like that that is basically where the police stem from yes from my perspective and from just reading his history Mm -hmm. like that is exactly what it is Mm -hmm. and i think of like jails and prisons it's just like well we needed a new slavery like Mm -hmm. this country was built on free labor and they want their free labor. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. They want free labor. Uh-huh. And how do you get your free labor? So if slavery's gone, we got to call it something else. Mm-hmm. We're going to reform it. And, right. You know, the 13th Amendment is, is real. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not about the reform. I'm all about abolishing all of it. Yeah. And also simultaneously like how are we building and how are we creating now i think we have a great opportunity to make a lot of major shifts yeah i'm excited about that yeah and the the call that you have about getting together and talking one-on-one like Mm -hmm. it has to happen Mm -hmm. so but Mm -hmm. i'm very happy that you're making that statement and it'll so make the cut yeah (laughs) yeah so good yeah thank you yeah it was a pleasure yeah all right I was going to stop the recorder. Yeah. Are we... Okay. Yeah. I was making sure, like, you felt like, yes, everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That was a good 50 minutes. I'm very happy with that. If you like what you've heard and want to hear it again or want to check out our archive of past shows, look for us at inthepocket.captivate.fm or search In The Pocket on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at In The Pocket and give us a follow so you never miss a show.